we but mirror the world. All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found within us. If we change ourselves, the tendencies in the world will also change. This paraphrased quote from Mahatma Gandhi is the basis of the program you are about to hear. I'm Dedalian, and this is Shining Stars, a program dedicated to searching out and bringing attention to individuals and organizations that are fostering positive change within our community and within our world. Thanks, as always, for joining me here on Shining Stars. It has been said that experience builds knowledge, and my guest today is a precise example of that notion. When we experience difficulties in life, it can sometimes lead towards a path of destruction. However, today's guest made a conscientious effort to channel her difficult experiences towards creation, and it also provided her the knowledge necessary to become an advocate for social justice. The systemic hang-ups and roadblocks that she experienced also provided her with the skills that were needed to develop effective collaborations between communities. I'm pleased to say that she is a lifelong resident of Lansing with a BA in journalism, a master's degree in business administration, and she is currently working towards another master's in pastoral studies. Her ambition to serve in the best interests of Lansing residents prompted her to run for Lansing City Council twice, and she is the publisher of the Chronicle News, which is also connected to a podcast that she hosts, and that is called the Sunday Chronicle. It's a program dedicated to compelling talk, uplifting stories, and inspiration from across the Lansing region. On top of all that, she is also the founder of a local nonprofit known as the Lansing Catalyst, an organization that connects people with resources to help facilitate change. And her name is Yanis Jackson. Hi, Yanis. Hi, how are you doing? I am doing good. Thank you so much for coming in here and uh, talking with me a little bit. We, of course, met when you were writing an article connected to LCC Connect for for your newspaper. Yes, just uh, a few weeks ago, yes. And then you happened to mention the fact that you were a part of the Lansing Catalyst, not only a part of it, but a founder as well. Yes. And I kind of got interested. I was like, I did not know enough about the organization to even know that it existed. Yes. Which meant that I definitely wanted to have you in after we got to talking about what you do because I wanted to help you get the word out about the Lansing Catalyst. So let's get started. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, you are welcome. Let's get started by talking a little bit about the mission and uh, what it is that you're trying to do with the uh, Lansing Catalyst. Okay. So the Lansing Catalyst is a nonprofit organization, 501c3, and it was created by yours truly in 2017. So all the framework was in place when I originally started it. It was, you know, all the you know, or not LLC, but, you know, just going through and getting all the dotting the I's and crossing the T's Mm -hmm. as far as the framework. And I didn't really know what the niche or the focus of it would be. So I kind of sat on it for a while and I would do things here and there, but I didn't have a specific focus. So time went on and I kind of put it on the shelf, still having this organization. I said, you know, one day I'm going to do something with that. And um, in 2020 Mm -hmm. is when I really uh, dedicated myself to that nonprofit and the work. 
and I had... Um, I'm, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess here. It's because you had a little extra downtime like everybody else. Yes, I, I did. I did. Um, I, <laughs> Whether you wanted it or not, I, you got some downtime. I, I, too, was part of what I like to call the great pause. Yes. And so at that time, I, I had a moment to catch my breath, slow down, and think about some of the things that would help ground me. And I started to tap back into my creative side mm-hmm. because um, I would say for so many years, I was just so business centered. I was, I want to say I was almost like a, on autopilot, more of, you know, I'm earning a living. I'm doing things to uh, make sure that I'm taking care of my family. And I, you know, I would like to say that I volunteer to an extent, but in the height of COVID and race relations uh, coming to a peak at that time and the tension, I said, what can I do? Mm -hmm. Like, really, honestly, I was very angry. Um, And I said, well, I have a choice now, kind Mm -hmm. of this fork in the road. I can be destructive or I can create something. Okay. And so I started writing again. I started to dive back into um, writing for my newspaper and serving and connecting people with resources and information mm-hmm. so uh, they could be more productive, right? And I ended up writing this, um, I like to call it a word po- poem or a it was like a, a speech. And it talked about race relations and it talked about working together and what we needed as far as equal housing, equal Mm -hmm. education, fair wages. Through that, I call that the blueprint for progress. It addressed so many things. And in that, that's when I started to shift my focus back to that nonprofit, the Lansing Catalyst. And if you think about what a catalyst is, catalyst is a change agent. It's something in the engine that gets things going. Pushes that change. Yes, it pushes that change. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted to do through my organization. So at that time, I then applied for the tax-exempt status, right, because it was already a a nonprofit, but I wanted to make sure that if when people contributed to this organization that they could, you know, write off, it makes it more attractive, write it off on their taxes and, and, and such. And I had a family friend come along and said that they could help me. I'm like, okay. I started to raise money for the unhoused population. So that's kind of where it started. The person that came in to help me, they made a donation to the organization and um, helped me raise a, a significant amount of money. And so what I started to do was get supplies and things for people that were in need and the unhoused us people in, in different encampments and things like that around town. In that, I also started to work getting food out. I found ways to get food at no cost, reduced cost. And I knew that there was a shortage of food at the time, or at least um, it's, it was difficult at that time with, with so many things. So we, yeah. so we started to focus. I started to focus on food access because I knew what you eat, how you eat, and what you have access to can change your entire world. And that can put you in survival mode and having access to fresh, healthy foods can take you out of that. You know, mm-hmm. It can help with medical problems, with mental health, and so on. And so I dove into 
uh, you know, I would give food out at uh, different places, community centers, ask if people needed food. I would put it on Facebook. And that started to be the focus of the organization, food access for the greater Lansing area, not just any type of food, but fresh, healthy food. So the food that I would give out would be meats and, and different things. And it started to catch on and I got a buzz, you know, around town about what I was doing. It started to grow and, and I got interviewed on uh, different shows. Uh, now, what's the one with Bob Hoffman? Um, um, Good Neighbors. Good Neighbors, yes. yes. It almost sounds like that's not like what you originally intended it to be. Is Am I understanding you correctly or yeah, not? Yeah, I think in the beginning I was going after more of, I was thinking about all the programs that I could house inside of this organization, right? So my vision was to work on different areas as far as social justice goes and, sure. and, and equity. And, and um, I found that that was kind of my niche as far as, you know, the food. I couldn't do too much. I didn't want to have too broad of a focus in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And since my father, um, you know, he passed on, every year around Christmas, he would do like a huge food drive and he would help people get food. And I kind of see where it kind of, it came from that and, mm -hmm. and seeing my father and then it didn't even dawn on me until later. I'm like, oh, this is why I'm giving out food. And this is why I do food uh, drives and distributions and they're, you know, getting bigger. This is part of his dream that continued. And so with that, I mean, we do the food access and peace, but we also connect people with different resources. So I partner with other nonprofits. If someone comes to me and asks me for something, say it might be something for their kids or some activities, then I would refer them to maybe the Village Lansing or mm -hmm. a different organization that I partner with to help them get those resources. Okay. So it is dedicated to helping people move forward in equity helping people getting access to the resources and information they need to be their most productive self. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of how it started. I hope I didn't ramble on too but much. But has, has, has it become more of a broader scope now, though, as you've gone? Uh, yes, it has a little bit more, like, uh, because I have a background in um, greenhouse landscaping, horticulture. Mm -hmm. And so what I would like to do as I grow the organization, uh, we are moving into the center. It's uh, actually the Advancement Corporation Community Center, which is formerly the old Otto Middle School. And so... Okay, yeah. The Advancement Corporation is restoring this building step by step, but there are parts of the building that are accessible, they are finished. Our plan is to move the Lansing Catalyst into a physical space, but not only be in that space, but to utilize the gardening space, the community gardening space, and teach classes on how to grow and pick and cook fresh foods fresh fruits and vegetables, also preparing food and things like that. I'd like to be able to talk to people about gardening and how it can change things, how it can help you save money, how it can help you improve your health, mm -hmm. how it helps us to be empowered and take control over what's going on as far as it, as our bodies and what we're putting in them. So that's what I, I desire to, to pass on, you know, to help people with food access and in food deserts. So with a food desert, if I'm housed in an area that I am more than two miles away from a grocery store with fresh fruit and food, then that would be a food desert. Because mm -hmm. most people don't, I mean, not everyone has a car to get 
Certainly. more than two miles. And so that's what I keep in mind as I developed or as we develop this nonprofit organization. So yes, the focus is broader. So it's not just giving out food. So that's the first step. And then the next step is to get the buy-in, see who wants to participate and learn more on not only how to receive the food, but to produce the food Mm -hmm. and to teach others how to produce and to empower community through working together. Well, it sounds like the food aspect would have been a part of it no matter what, given your father's kind of in, yeah. uh, in, uh, is inherited, I guess. you. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a legacy thing it like with the of. newspaper and, and media and all of that kind of passed down. So that's like the nonprofit arm, I guess, of, uh, of my organization or, you know, it, it's connected to everything I do. Everything is connected. The newspaper, the talk show, the nonprofit, it's all meant to help empower people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, we, as people, I think we, we, I know we do a lot more together mm-hmm. than we do apart. And so that's what it's designed to do. These organizations, these things that I am working on building with others, it's not just me, sure. but it's something to help us to come out of these silos yeah. and to start creating a bridge and a gap. Yes. Or, or, bridging, me, a bridge, yes, bridge, exactly. Gap the bridge. Yes. Bridge the gap. Bridging, bridge the gap. Bridging the gap in community. <laughs> right. right? Yep. That was my campaign slogan. Okay. Right? And, and that's what I am working to do. I, I um, had that campaign slogan in 2019. And so with that, that's really my life work. That is what I'm dedicating myself to with the nonprofit again and with the newspaper, with the website, with the talk show. These are things I want to be accessible to the community. Right. So that's why I have a community newspaper. So you don't have to be a millionaire rock star to be in it. I put in people that I would consider the greater Lansing's millionaire rock stars, the regular, you know, everyday working person or community. Yes, our community. And that's what it's my desire to bring the community together and closer together. What brings us together? What makes us a unit? How can we relate to each other? So to to bring a focus to more on the togetherness and recognizing that everybody is important. Yes. And, and that's what I desire to do with all my platforms. Very good. It sounds like your father was a huge influence on kind of the things you do now. And I would imagine he's kind of helped you define what you believe a positive change is. What do you feel like it is? And how does, how does what you're doing fit into that definition? Well, positive change is something that helps bring out the potential in others. Mm-hmm. I feel that... Positive change, that is something that I desire to fill my time with. So the more time that I serve, the more time that I build, the less time that I have to focus on things that are not productive, things that are destructive, things that really don't uh, pertain to me or things that don't fit as part of my moral values and I would say lifestyle. So Mm. that's what I would say positive change is focusing on work that will bring out the best in yourself and others. Again, going back to that uh, notion of everybody is important and everybody has value. So yes, and everyone deserves a seat at the table. They do. They do. I completely agree. Yes. Everyone and a voice in the room. So (laughs) uh, let me ask you this. Well, 
And it doesn't even have to be a part of the Lansing Catalyst, but was there ever a point in your life where you just realized, like a, like a situation, a moment, where you realized how much of a difference you were making in somebody else's life or be it a, in another organization? Yes. I realized that when I have interactions with people, I do food drops and food distributions and I'll go to different places and drop off fresh meats and different things. I had a bunch of food from Whole Foods, ground beef, all kind of nice cuts of meat. And I was putting them out on the food stand in the refrigerator at the fledge. And a lady came up and she said, oh my gosh, I'm so, so good to meet you. And she gave me a hug. She was like, I remember seeing you on the news. And I'm like, oh really? And she mm-hmm. says, thank you for bringing this because. That was the the good neighbors segment that she saw you on or, um, or just, not, or just I'm something sure. else. Yeah, somewhere it was else. something I might've been on. Or <laughs> you just randomly popped up. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was, it could have been in, in regards to my nonprofit or something. Okay. okay. And that, and that might've been okay. uh, what it was and it could have been good neighbors, but yeah, she's like, I, I, I thank you for bringing this food because I was able to make meatloaf. I haven't made meatloaf in over 10 years. Hmm. And so I said, wow. You know, and I said that to myself. I said, that really feels good. And I don't have to, like, make a post on Facebook about it. I don't have to show people, like, I did this, you know, because um, there was something that I got in that moment, and I'll take with me, and I'll keep it. And, you know, I don't have to, you know, announce those types of things to feel better or to get validation because it happened in that moment in the actions that I took and the reaction that was made in regards to the actions. (laughs) Yes, I understand what you're saying. And a lot of the times I feel like when I ask that, people don't really want to say anything because they feel like they're bragging about it. But my thing is, is you have to keep those moments alive in your mind to remind yourself, you know, when you, cause, cause everybody gets down from time to time. It just yeah. happens. Yeah. And those are the moments where you got to remember, yeah, I am making a difference. I'm changing things. I'm doing what I can from my end with the ability and the power that I have. I'm doing what I can. Yes. I and mean, that's important to me. How about the, uh, the Lansing catalyst itself? Can you tell me a little bit about some of the accomplishments that you've had so far beyond what you've already expressed? Um, uh, Cause you've already had a number of things that you've laid out. Well, we've helped to feed a lot of families in the greater Lansing area. Uh, just this past, um, this past holiday, we had a food drive and distribution. We partnered annually with uh, Young of Owasso. We also had sponsorship from Shaheen Chevrolet, uh, MSU FCU. I don't want to forget anybody. You worked with another nonprofit on that one too, didn't you? <laughs> yes, Men Making a Difference. I and so we had a dual site food distribution, mm-hmm. food and essentials. So we got donations, we got monetary donations, items, food items, and we had two separate distributions, one on the south side that was um, overseen by Men Making a Difference, and then there was one on the north side at the Advancement Corporation Community Center, which I managed, and we had several items there from fresh foods, fresh meats, Side items. We also had toys for uh, kids and survival or essential packs with okay. with different 
items in it, but we were able to purchase items and get items donated to approximately 550 families. And I go on the count of the units of meat we gave out. Mm -hmm. So we bought so much between the two of our organizations and handed that out to approximately, well, not 550 families that day, but that's how much we purchased. That's how many units of meat that we gave away during the distributions, the two, the dual sites. So that's how we kind of. Very cool. Very cool. I would imagine it brings you a lot of joy, but I always like to step a little bit beyond the main reason that we're talking about, you know, because we're talking about the Lansing Catalyst. So outside of the work you do with the Lansing Catalyst, what else brings you joy in life? My kids. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a fairly common answer. Yeah, it's understandable. I, I love my, my children. I mean, they breathe a whole new breath of life into me, you know, when they were born. And they make me want to do better and make a better place for them and their friends and, and their family. And and so that ties into everything that I'm doing, you know, everything I'm here for. I'm very mission focused. And the, my kids, my family. Boy, and, girl. Both. I have one boy, one girl, so okay. I'm done. All right. All right. All right. Well, I'm, I'm retired. Nothing wrong with your retired, retired parent. I'm, I'm retired. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Either one of them remind you of you at all? Yes, both of them. Is, is that good or bad? Um, or a little bit of both? That's I say it's a little bit of both because yeah. my mom used to say, you know what, Giannis? You're going to have a daughter and she's going to be just like, like you. you. <laughs> and she did, look, and even one better, I have a daughter and a son that are just like me. <laughs> so I, I and not to dive into me too much, make the show all about me, but I am the middle child and I was always the best behaved of the three of us. Okay. And there was a day where my, my mom, you know, she's, you know, I was messing with her, just joking around. And I, I said, sure, go ahead. Wish, wish a child just like me on me. Mm-hmm. And she goes, nope. You're going to have a child just like your little brother. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's dirty. That's dirty. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. In his defense, he's a good guy. But it was one of those things where I was like, oh, he was the bad behavior. Well, I mean, one. you know, it's siblings. You know, you have that sibling rivalry. <laughs> yeah, right. That's kind of the way it works. Uh, do you believe that positivity, because we've been talking a little bit about it, do you believe it's more of a natural trait? Is it something that we kind of learn as we go? What do you think? Oh, I think that positivity is definitely something that we uh, should work on. I mean, I I think that for me, it's been something that I've I've had to see life from a different perspective. I've had to shift focus, especially in a time like now. I mean, there's a lot of things that I could focus on that are negative, but I, I practice positivity because it's I think it's contagious. I also think it makes me feel better, you know, on the inside, on the outside. Mm -hmm. It helps me to get up out of bed. That's what keeps me going. You know, I could choose to look at the world negatively, but how much would I, how much more would I get done if I look at life from a positive perspective? So it, it, it gives me fuel to go further. I think I am, for the most part, very uh, pleasant person to be around. So, yeah, positivity. Pass it on. <laughs> I found you pretty pleasant to be around. Uh, oh, you, you got anything that you do to pick you up when you get down? Um, I like karaoke. Yeah. I like to sing. I like to write. I'm actually writing a book. It's my goal to finish it before this week's up, but we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, it's 
pretty much done. Yeah, I'm just um, proud. I'm in the editing and shifting phase, so other people outside of me can understand what it means. Is that something <laughs> you like always like writing? Is that always something you've done since yes. you were a kid? Yeah, since I was I was younger, I wrote. It started off with like little poems and stuff, yeah. and I'd rhyme and I'd do um, acronyms for my name. I'd spell it out, and Y is this, A is this, N is this, and so I just played with words and I guess you could call me a wordsmith but I I started a long like a long time ago I went through a lot of like writing classes and uh, English literature journalism um, but yeah that is something that really speaks to my soul and I use it as an outlet and rediscovering that part of myself in 2020 really helped me to refocus on who I am as a person and not so much just the day-to-day and I got to get this, I got to do that. I had time, again, to take take time out to explore me. And mm-hmm. that's what I do through writing. It's very healing. I think it's uh, a good way for me to uh, communicate with others because I can shape the way things are, the way they come out, the way they are projected to others. Time just went right out the door with talking to you. <laughs> I just looked up and realized how much we've been talking. Okay. We, oh, we're going to cut me off in two minutes. Uh, we're going to have to, we're gonna have to wrap it up here pretty okay. soon. Okay. But I do not want to leave this conversation without at least taking a moment to ask you, do you work with volunteers at your organization and do you accept donations? Yes, we okay. do accept donations. Well, how, how do people get to know more about the Lansing Catalyst and where, where do they go? What do they do? You can visit the Lansing Catalyst website, our official website is uh, thelansingcatalyst.org. You can also visit us on Facebook, The Lansing Catalyst, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Okay. <laughs> so okay. you can find out a little bit more about us there. We also have like some different media videos and, and such. But yeah, you can leave us a message on the website or send us a message uh, via social media. Um, you can look me up also, Giannis Yvette, <laughs> on Facebook and, and, and shoot me a message. And that's how you can get a hold of me. And I'd love to have some volunteers. We do a food drive and food distribution. And soon we'll be moving into gardening, uh, community gardening and and such and and horticulture and let people know so they can reach out. Very good. And if you're listening to the radio version, uh, radio version of this, uh, we will actually have it up on the podcast platform, lccconnect.org or .com either way. And I will have a lot of that information in the show notes for you. So you can always check it out that way to uh, find out more about Yanis Jackson and the Lansing Catalyst. I am actually bummed that we've got to call this quits, oh. but it's just got to happen. <laughs> well, we had a great time. And we did. We time. did. And I thank you very much for coming in and talking with me a little bit. And I thank you so much for all the great work you do. My pleasure. Before we completely get out of here, though, we've got one final question that I ask of every single Shining Stars guest. Are you okay. ready for it? I'm ready. If you had the ability to snap your fingers and put one thought into the collective consciousness of the entire human race at the same time, what? What would that thought be? It would be that we're better together. Better together? We're better together. Better together. Yeah. That's good. That's a good thought. <laughs> Yannis, snap your fingers, make it happen. <laughs> Remember. We can all contribute something good to this world. No matter how big or how small. A simple smile or a friendly gesture is all it takes to expand positivity one inch further. 
Thanks so much for listening to Shining Stars and, of course, sharing your time with me today. I'm Dedalian, and you can listen to this episode of Shining Stars On Demand along with other LCC Connect programs at lccconnect.org. 